Welcome to Kingdom Light Church. We believe this message by Sean Basson will find entrance in your heart and impact in your life in a supernatural way. For more information, please visit our website, Instagram account, and Facebook page. We're going to do something a little different. I feel God's doing something in the spirit this morning. Two, three people came to me with testimonies, just what God's been doing. And uh, I want to share, I'll let them share that. Uh, so, um, morning. My testimony is not on finances, although that's a testimony itself, because God's been so good to us, business-wise. It's, it's crazy, because if I look at uh, people in the same industry as me, and how God's blessed me, and people come in every week, and they go like, yeah, but you're busy. We try and get work out on 10 work days, and we can't. And we work overtime three days a week. We work until 10 to, to get it out. And we're still late. So the reason I'm here is um, to thank God for his protection. You know, we always pray, well, in our house, we always pray for protection. And I think sometimes it, beget, uh, it, it becomes monotonous. But on Thursday after work, it was my wife's birthday. We were going to celebrate her her birthday, so I said to her, she doesn't have to cook, we'll get pizzas, and then I was going to get a cake, so I picked the kids up from school, and um, five of the kids, and I stopped in Main Road, opposite Roman's Pizzas, but on the other side, because there was no parking in front of Roman's Pizzas, now I didn't want to take the kids out of the car, because, you know, to go over the road and everything. But then I thought I didn't want to leave them in the car because when I go up to Spa, I can't see them. In, in, in Romans, I can see them. In Spa, I can't see them. So I lined them out the car. We got out of the car. And the kids are good. They always listen. So they stood on the pavement. And then when it was clear, I saw the robots red. We walked into the middle island where the Romans' pieces was. And there was cars coming. And I kept on saying to them, stand, 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 stand. So I had, it was myself. And then Patricia and Alexia and David. And then Eli was standing right at the end. And I kept on saying to them, stop, stop, stop. So the car's cleared, but there was still one car coming. And the next minute, for some reason, Eli decided he's going to run. And he bolted. And as he ran, I just shouted, stop. And as I shouted, stop, the lady on the other side of the pavement, she just went like this. This car missed my son by this much. But the crazy thing is, I, he fell backwards. He was running forward. I mean, you, you don't, I was only thinking of this afterwards. When you run and you fall, you fall forward. You don't fall backwards. I wasn't thinking about that at the stage. I was under shock and I was thinking, sure, this could have been horrible. I mean, my kid could have been under this car. So I went on the pavement and I just held him and, you know, me trying, he, he didn't know anything. He, you know, he was like blase about it. And I was like, wow. So we ordered pizzas and as we came out of Roman's Pizza, a young guy and his mom walked up to me and the guy said to me, he was in the car that almost hit my son. He said he saw my son and, and he knew he was going to hit him. He swerved out as far as he could without hitting the curb. But he knew he was going to hit my son. He said to me, and if it wasn't for you who grabbed him back, he would have hit him. And I said, I wasn't even close to my son. So. Yes. Come on, let's give God a big shout of praise for that. Come on. Yes. Woo. We thank you, Lord. That's powerful. It's powerful. It's powerful. It's powerful. My brother, come share you. Come, come share the testimony. You'll see where we're going today. I didn't, I didn't plan with any of these people to tell testimonies today. This is God speaking. This is God speaking. I want to say it first, when I got here, I lost my job. My jo- losing my job get me here into this church. 
to, we were looking for a church, we were driving up and down uh, on a Sunday morning, and my wife says, let's go here, here's a church, let's go in here, and we, and we got here, and I just lost my job, I was full of tears, crying, and, and I got to Sean and his dad, and I, I called him that Sunday morning, I says, I don't have a job, I lost my job, I will never forget what, what your dad says, your dad says, you will get a job, another door will open, opportunity will come, and when, 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 when Sean was talking this morning about oh, when, when you have nothing, when there's just water in your fridge, my, my daughters can relate to it also. Just water, you've got two cars and there's no petrol, you have to walk. You've got nothing, nothing. Even your friends, they're back on you. My best friend after 32 years, because of him I lost my job. He turned his back on me. I thought I could trust him. Nothing. We didn't have friends. I, I, I turned 50. Not a friend at my party. Nothing. Only these three standing next to me. Nothing. Seriously, nothing. And God opened the door. And I, I'm working for Vodacom now. I'm traveling all around. And I use it to God's glory. Not because of me, but because of God's glory. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Morning, morning. He was without work three years, and I was the only breadwinner of bond, car, school fees. And then, as a wife of the house, Always on her knees. And then I tell my husband, you know what I did? Christmas. Three Christmases passed by. I took my daughters. Like Christmas times, everybody is buying Christmas clothes, food, and what, what. And then I tell my daughters, let's go to Mr. Price. And then you put on the clothes that you want. And we were making fun out of it. And we take photos in Mr. Price, and we were modeling in Mr. Price. And then they said, Mommy, are you serious? I said, yes. That is the clothes you're going to get, with or without money. Mommy. Then Mommy said, come. After trying on the clothes, Mommy said the next week, come, my children, we are going to get the, that clothes with the shoes, with the Christmas food, with everything. I went to, the, to Mr. Price. I bought them the clothes. I went to Sanctuary. Sanctuary Woods. Guys, I never bought there. But that day I went there. There was this guy telling me, taking this trolley. Take this trolley. Take this trolley. And then I said, I, I can't take a trolley. I don't know you. Ma'am, then he go get the trolley. Come, you're going with me. It was me alone. My heart was beating in my throat. I said, Father God. But I thank God. In Woolwich, take whatever you want to take. I said, Father God, when last did I eat gammon? When last? <laughs> and then I take the gammon, and then I take the leg, and then, ooh, the strolly. He said, come, let's go to, are you finished? Oh, are you finished? <laughs> Shall I get the pudding? I was thinking, and then he went to the fridge, get the pudding. And then at the toe, I was standing. But along the line, I was just praying. This guy is sitting at home, stressing. The school stuff must be bought, and the school clothes, and the Christmas. And, and then when he got to the toe, he said, Ma'am, this is all yours. It's paid up. And then I, I started to cry. I said, God, you are the one that was, is, and still would be. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, I'm so drunk right now. This is so awesome. <laughs> In the year like a gammon, yo. God is good. Marlisi, will you come?
Kom praat, kom praat, Geese. Good morning, everyone. Um, this morning when I walked in to set up the camera, um, Sean was just at the end of his first service talking about the storm um, and how it must diminish in the sight of our big God. In the beginning of this week, I couldn't sleep. I was nauseous this whole week. I was just trying to make plans. Um, you know, in my worldly way, trying to make plans on the something was come up to steal part of my provision and I had no idea how to stop this and I had no one to I have people to talk to but I don't talk to anyone so it's me and God and me and my little mind at two three o'clock at night <laughs> so this thing just became bigger and bigger and the storm just became bigger and bigger until the one morning um, a friend of mine who doesn't know any of my circumstances just sent me a word about a storm that she saw this huge big storm and she prayed against it and it totally just disappeared. A few days after, a little bit of rain fell, but the rain was a blessing. So in that, I'm standing now and I'm going to just want to agree with all of you, whatever your storm is, it's a little storm in a teacup. Okay, so I'm, the, the, the week coming, um, I hope to next week tell you, it was a storm in a teacup, and the storm is going to be turned into a blessing. Okay. Amen. Amen. Come on. Amen to that. You know, God preaches a sermon without us even using words. Yes, words were used by people, but in the context of a sermon. Because God is speaking to us today. Can you feel His presence? It's overwhelming, right? Like I can barely stand as I'm standing here just because of the goodness of God and the context of family. The context of those who shared here in this context, their testimonies, because of the word, because of things, and the power of the Spirit. I want to just quickly, as my least ended off on that, I'll start there quickly. You know, the storm, when Jesus is in the boat, he looks at the storm and he rebukes the storm. And Bill Johnson says the following, he says, it's probably because that storm was demonic, because otherwise Jesus would have just calmed it and not just rebuke it. You know, sometimes there are demonic storms coming our way. And we don't give the devil the, the, the credit of it, but he is against you. But here's the thing. The Bible says when the enemy comes in, like a flood, God will raise a standard. He said, we always used to quote, when the enemy comes in like a flood. Where in the world... Did we get that idea? It's the other way around. Because where are you? You are seated in heavenly places. No flood's going to get you there. Your house is built on the rock, Christ Jesus. No flood is going to get you there. When the enemy comes in like a flood, God raises a standard. When the storm is out there, you speak to the storm and say, I rebuke you. In the name of Jesus. You have no hold on me. See, the thing is, do we still believe that angels pull children away from cars? Do we still believe God can provide supernaturally for our jobs? Do we still believe He can heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper? He's a good God. In Matthew 19, the young man stood with this rich young ruler is before Jesus, and he speaks to him and he says, Oh, good teacher. Jesus says, only God is good. He's asking the question is, do you believe I'm good and I'm God? Do you see me that way? How do I know that? Because in Matthew 16, Jesus says to them, who do you say I am? He asked first about the people. They give a lot of opinions. John, a prophet, Elijah. It's 
talking about all these things. I said, okay, it's cool what people are saying. But how do you see me? What do you say? And Peter comes with this. He says, you're the son of God. Hmm. He says to him, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my father. He's saying that that is where it's at. It's the spiritual. He says, on that revelation, on the spiritual revelation that you are not of this world, but you have a father in heaven, I will build my church. Teach us how to pray. Our father in the supernatural. My words, the Sean translation. Our father which art in heaven, the above realm, the higher realm, the higher authority, the greater, the spiritual. He says, that's where it's at. We can look in the natural and see a storm, or we can look in the spirit and see that we are seated in heavenly places. There's nothing that can separate us from the love of God. How do we see the spiritual life? Because you're called to walk in the spirit. You are born from above. I was born in the natural, and there came a day, well, in the natural, I was born from David Albee, Sean Besson. But there was a day I got born again. You didn't make a lifestyle choice decision. A lifestyle decision. Like some people make a decision, they're going to be vegan now. You know, it was, it was what was the other, um, the protein guy? <laughs> banting, I say. Everybody was on banting. Now everybody's on plants. You know, some smoke and some eat it. I don't know, but... You know, everybody's on a plant right now. It's all plant. It's a decision you make. It's a lifestyle decision. You change your mind next week. It's like a diet. You decide it, but you never, you never do it. You know, stop eating chocolates. <laughs> Don't like chocolate for your vi. It's like, do you hear it? Yeah, the chocolates are calling my name. <laughs> okay, none of you have had that experience. <laughs> That's a decision. That's not a birth. You didn't decide to follow Jesus. You got born into Christ. You got born from above. New creature in Christ Jesus. You were, Colossians 1 says that you were called out of, he's taken you out of darkness into the kingdom of light. He didn't take you out of the kingdom of darkness. No, he took you out of darkness into a kingdom. He took you out of slavery into royalty. He made you a king because he's the king of kings. The queens, the kings, the royalty. You know, we, we say those things, but do we believe those things? Do we see it? I spoke about this last week when, when it is, it says, taste and see that the Lord is good. So I eat to see, but I hear to eat. Man shall not live from bread alone, but by every word. What kind of word is that? A spiritual word. From the spirit I hear. To eat. To see. To grow. That's how I grow. That's how my mind is shifted. By hearing the spiritual words in my life. By by tuning my ear into the spirit. What does the spirit say? What does God say? What is the word of God over my life? I do not listen to things that are distracting me from what God is saying. Have we made those clear decisions? I will not let my mind be consumed with things of the natural. I will only think on the good things of God. I will not operate in the natural. In the natural, I operate out of fear. In the natural, I operate out of vengeance. Oh yeah, because I, you know, maybe, maybe I'm just going to give away my age. This is before me, but I, I watched it as a kid. Um, the Charles Bronson movies. Where he takes, you know, he has the little one with his fingers. He's like, I'm going to get you. The revenge. You know, revenge movies. So, Rambo, revenge. I'll get you. We all have that in the back of our mind. Like, mm, I'm not going to get you, but I know God's going to get you. Yeah. I know, I, I forgive you, but God's going to get you. You know, that Old Testament philosophy. You know, that's not letting go. You're still in the operation of trying, I'm going to do it. I'm going to have revenge on you. There's something that needs to be 
See, we're expecting that somebody that did something to us has to carry our healing. That when they say sorry, I will be healed. But isn't Jesus our healer? Isn't he our source? Isn't he our forgiveness? Is it, again, we're getting to the question, how do you see me? See, if I'm seeing him as my source, as I'm seeing him as my healing, then I can get that from him. I cannot operate in the natural realm. I've got to operate in the higher, the spiritual realm. In the spiritual realm, I'm blessed. In the spiritual realm, there's no more storm. In the spiritual realm, I'm higher. In the spiritual realm, I'm seated in heavenly places. In the spiritual realm, I give a hundred bucks, but in that, it's just converted right now into the spirit, and I have abundance and overflow. It doesn't make sense in the natural, but it makes sense in the spirit because it's an attitude of the heart. It's deeper. It's the spirit. It's how do I see? What do I see? Am I learning? You see, Jesus stays for 40 days and 40 nights and teaches them about the kingdom. Now, I come from a denomination or a demon nation, but anyway, so where they used to teach that one day when we're in the kingdom, we're going to have a meal with him. One day we'll have victory. One day we'll have the kingdom. No, the kingdom has come. He said, I will eat this meal at the supper, he says, I will eat this meal with you in the kingdom. After he's risen, what does he do? He eats the meal with them. The two guys on the way to Emmaus, at the moment he broke the bread, their eyes were opened and they saw him. How do you see me, Peter? See, the thing is, he taught them for 40 days how to operate in kingdom, in the spirit. So you were called out of darkness into a kingdom. You were called into spirit. You were born into spirit. You are not born of flesh and blood anymore. I'm sorry you're not human. I want to say that again just a second because we use that. I'm just human, Sean. No, you're not. I'm so sorry you were born. I can say, I'm not a basson. You know how stupid. Dave is not my father. I can deny that till kingdom come. My blood will determine that he is my father. You can deny the fact that God is God and that you are spirit. Your DNA has shifted because you have become spirit man. You are now born of incorruptible seed. Second Peter. You are born of incorruptible seed. You are now born from above. It's time to learn who you are. It's time to operate in who you are. It's time to operate in that authority. And that authority, you know, I'm going to just quickly say this. If I go live on a mountaintop and no, I see nobody ever, just the little birds and the snakes and I eat sprinkoinkies. I can live there. You know, I would think I am the man with the most long-suffering in the world. I have all the fruits of the Spirit until I come down from the mountain. And I face somebody else. And then I realize, oops, I don't have all the fruits of the Spirit. I'm not so long-suffering as what I thought. You see, alone, you think you have it all together. But in circumstances, you realize now you're growing fruit. Now you're growing. Now you're developing. Now, so sometimes those trials and those things that are coming through is growing you into understanding who you are as king, royalty, authority. It's not easy to hear that, but that's the moment. You see, Jesus didn't have the victory over the devil inside the baptism pool. When God was, singing, was speaking, angels were singing, doves were flying, gold dust were falling, I don't know. But they were just having church service, man. They were having a fun time. Jesus was yes, hallelujah. Got an organ there. It was rocking, man. Like a Southern Baptist church. It's my imagination again. No, when Jesus was in the desert, sound effects, you're awake now? It was on purpose. No, I'm joking. In that moment in the desert, that's where he got the victory. That's where he conquered Satan. That's where he said, hey, 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 you're not going to rule me. I know the word. The word is in me. I've been, fa- I've been fasting and praying for 40 days and 40 nights. On what? I am the most beloved son of God in whom he is well pleased. 
I've been meditating on the Word. I've been eating the Word by hearing the Word, by meditating on the Word. Now i got it in my heart. Do I have the Word in my heart? Am I reading the Word? Am I listening? You can't, don't tell me you don't like reading, then you don't like growing. You've got to read. Get into the Word. I can, I can your fluff. So if you listen to the volume, you say, no, no, you don't have to read the Word. You can listen to the Word. No, read the Word. Get into the Word of God. You want change in your life? Read the Word. Get the Word in your heart. Get the Spirit Word in your heart. Because once you've meditated on it, once you've gotten it, when the devil comes knocking, you can sing. You keep on knocking, but you can't come in. You'll huff and you'll puff, but you won't blow this house down. How can I have that? Because I've got word. Because I've meditated on the word. I've got the word. I've spread the word. I'm listening to the word. I'm seeing it in the spirit. Are you getting this this morning? That's the only way we can fight the devil and fight the things and grow. And, and I cannot operate in the natural. I've got to go to the spirit. So let's, let's make it legal by reading some Bible. We're going to list the last one. Go with me here to Hebrews chapter 6. Verse 1 of chapter 6 speaks about growing in maturity. It's calling us to be mature. You've got to grow up. I had a friend who said this. It's, it's very funny when a child throws a tantrum. But if that same, same child is 21 still wearing a nappy and throwing a tantrum, there is something very, very wrong at that moment. Right? You cannot be 21 wearing a nappy. And throwing a tantrum because your because your uh, uh, your dummy fell out of the the court. There is something very wrong with that moment, right? That's abnormal. But we find that we have a lot of Christians who are finding that we want to stay in nappies, we want to get a dummy, we want to drink milk, we want to be okay with just the normal thing, and we don't want to grow. When he's calling us to mature, when he's calling us to grow, when he's calling us to something deeper. So chapter 6, verse 1 says, let us move away from the elementary principles. It says, therefore, leaving the discussions of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection or maturity. Let us mature. Let us grow. God has got more for us. What does he teach us how to pray? Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth. In my job, in my family, in my country, in what I do. His kingdom come. I've got to learn how to speak in that way. I've got to operate in that way. I've got to learn how to be a king. You know, David gets anointed as a king, but goes back to looking after sheep. So when he leaves the sheep, the Bible says, he made sure they were taken care of. He's already operating like a king. Though he's not the CEO yet. Are you, are you getting this in the spirit? We want to get to the top. But when we're down here and we still got the word of God. We're not operating at that level with the same mentality of this level. But we've got to start where we're at right now. And what that is. He said he made sure that the sheep were taken care of when he left. You find some people like when that's the sheep is done like. Ciao papi. I'm leaving. He's not taking care of what God's given him in his hand. He said, let us leave the elementary. Let us mature. Now jump with me to verse 13. He said, for when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could not swear by one greater, he swore by himself. How did God do this? In the spirit. He made something in the spirit that had a profound effect in the natural. God made a promise with himself that you are blessed. I'm going to say this again. God promised and swore by himself that you are blessed. Nobody can break that because God does not die. So he did it with himself on your behalf. Nothing can stop your blessing. 
the only thing that is keeping your blessing is impatience. Is natural things. It's your thing from a natural way. So you, because you are not operating in the Spirit. Because where is it? Ephesians says you are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Where's my breakthrough? In the Spirit. Where are you looking for it? In the natural. I want to just kind of, your financial, your financial blessing on your life does not determine, it's not an indicator of your maturity. There are many people who have a lot of money who are not spiritually strong, who does not have any understanding of the spirit. And then you have people you can go to their hut and they have one chicken, it gives them an egg. They carry their water to their hut, but they're so blessed. They're so in love with God. They're so mature. That's not an indication of maturity. You see, he's calling his church to a deeper level, a higher understanding of who he is and how he provides. It's not just based on the finances. It's based on a heart condition. Who do you say I am? How do you see him? How do you believe him? What do you believe Let's go on. Um, verse 18. So by two immutable things, meaning none of them can stop saying. What are they saying? You're blessed. You're mine. I love you. That's God himself. In which it is impossible for God to lie. Do you believe that? My brother was at work for three years. Three years, right? Three years. That's tough, right? But does he have a job today? Yes. So does God lie? No. Amen. We've got fantastic sound effects today. Steven Spielberg stuff, man. This is next level. God does not lie. Boom. Quietness. God shut the door on that topic. He just shut the door and said, boom, it's enough. I do not lie. I provide. Hmm, I'm going to quickly read this because I want to get to my rock story. I love the rock story. Okay. Uh, so it says, by immutable things, strong, um, verse 19, this hope we have as an anchor for our souls, both sure and steadfast, which enters the presence behind the veil. He says, you have an anchor for your soul. Where is that anchor? In the presence of God. It's steadfast and secure. What is that? A hope that I know, that I know, that I know. God is with me. Though I don't see it, I know it. I have an anchor in the Spirit. Where is it? It's in the Spirit. How do I get it? In the Spirit. When things are going rough, what do I do? I go in the Spirit. You know, in the worst of worst circumstances, when I'm trying to think, what do I do? I just put on a sermon. I'm listening to worship. I'm listening to sermons. I'm quoting the Word. I'm speaking in tongues. He says, but Sean, I did that. Do it more. Increase the dosage. Somewhere it's going to hit home. Somewhere it's going to have an effect on you. Somewhere it's going to kick in. You are so angry. You are so depressed. You are so... Whatever emotion there is, go into the Spirit. Because He says, I have an anchor for the soul. If I don't have the anchor, where does the soul go? Everywhere. It's chaos. Exactly. It's chaos. It runs with you all over. And you're like, you are imagining things that have not even been designed yet. It's coming against you. You are going in places that are not there. But when you have an anchor for the soul, it pulls it right back into the presence of God and says, that's where the sure foundation is. That's what it is. Stay there. I'm speaking in my tongue. I'm declaring the Spirit. I'm de- I said, oh, but Sean, I did that. I did- Do it more. Do it more. I tried love. Dave always says, increase the dosage. Do we believe that our God is a provider? 
Do we believe that He is good? He does the supernatural things. If the God of the Old Testament can do it, how much more within the New? He says, you have better promises. Better promises. A better covenant. The Old Testament, they did crazy things. A rock followed them in the desert. You know how cool that must have been? Like as the nation walking, there's a rock following them. <laughs> and there's water coming out of it. Like, hey, can I have a big water at the rock? You know the spies? You know how that must have been? They sent spies out like, the Jews are coming. Let's go and check it out. Oh, they didn't have binoculars. They were like, and they see a rock following them. And they got cloud cover. And at night they got fire. And a rock. How cool is that? Like, we better run. <laughs> These guys have fire and cloud and rocks and water and McDonald's in the morning. You know, they are settled. English muffins everywhere. Boom, 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 boom. Manna is falling. They are provided for. Do we serve the same God? So why can He not provide? He sends you word. Marilise was saying. Somebody that didn't know sent her a word. He said, you shall live by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Angels catching children. Come on, are we walking in a new season? We said, like, I didn't know how that happened, but an angel was there. Do we still believe in angels? And we have got to operate from the Spirit. We have got to learn how to rule them from the kingdom, not from the place of darkness. Because you were called out of it. You were born into royalty. Hello, kings and priests and queens of the Most High God. Who is your Father that created the heavens, the universe, that said a word and everything obeyed Him? Where are we spending time in? Are we getting back into the Word? Are we knowing the Word that God says of our life? From the Spirit. From the Spirit. From the Spirit. From the Spirit. I'm going to constantly be speaking about this over and over and over and over again because we have got to mature. We have got to go deeper to have a higher understanding. Do you understand how God works? He says you listen to eat to see. He says you've got to go deeper to go higher. He's calling you deeper. He's calling you deeper. Because what He wants to do in this generation... It's beyond what we've seen in any other generation. He wants to fill the earth with His glory. John 17, He says, that they might have the same glory as I did. The same glory as Jesus walked in. Hebrews goes on to say, that many sons will come unto glory. I'm not going to get into that today. It's too much. Dave started touching on glory. We're going to get into that more. The whole earth will be filled with the glory. I can maybe demonstrate this way. Give me one second. this is the barrier between the natural and the spiritual because there is still a barrier right we have the cloud we have the spirit we have everything around us but there's still a barrier and what that is enoch kept walking with god i'm I'm finishing with this stick with me for one moment we'll have maybe sound effects we'll get you awake any second now not yet okay so (laughs) there's a there's a natural barrier and in that barrier it's one of the things that's called death but we find that there were certain men who did not pass through that they conquered death they conquered death do you remember one of them his name is Jesus so he made a little hole in the barrier Old Testament we had a guy named Enoch 
He pressed through. He didn't die. Then we had Elijah. Pressed through. We hear that Moses' body wasn't found, so we angels took it. I don't know. So maybe he pressed through a little bit as well, right? Because his body didn't stay here. Then Jesus comes out of the grave and he empties the graveyard. <laughs> Just a few guys walking around. David was probably running around naked again. You know, he does that kind of thing. <laughs> Joseph had his own musical, so he probably had his nice dream coat on. So those guys were all running around there. The prophets were all going crazy. These guys were suddenly just pushing through. And then we have our generation. How many people have been raised from the dead in the last hundred years? More and more and more. And more people saying, no, death, you have no sting. Come on, Lazarus. Lazarus. Thanks, Jody. Oh, suddenly this wall doesn't look so thick anymore. Because there are some willing to say, hey, 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 we are seated in heavenly places. You know, he died for all sickness and disease. I've had enough of cancer. Enough people have died of that. Our oldest brother did not go in spirit to heaven. He was raised from the dead. His name is Jesus. He conquered death by getting out of it. It was so powerful the day he rose that everybody got up to. It was like, yes, he's getting up, I'm getting up too, man. Jesus goes and says to the lady, the little girl, they say, she's dead. She says, no, she's sleeping. Wake up, little Susie. Wake up. I don't know where that came from. Come on, do you see where he's operating from? He's not operating from the natural. The natural opinion doesn't matter to him. They say he's dead. He says, he's sleeping. You're sick. He said, no, I've got a cough. No, sir, you're dying. No, 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 no. God did not tell me I'm dying. I did not have a word from God prophetically that I will be dying next week. So your, your diagnosis is wonderful from the natural, but God did not say it. Sorry, ma'am, you cannot have children. God did not say it. Sorry, sir, you cannot have this job. You cannot be successful. No, God did not say it. That is not what God said, and I believe everything He says. Because I have faith like a child. If He says He's going to give me a BMX, He's going to give me a BMX. He said it. He cannot lie. He made an oath with himself and in two immutable things. He said, now you have an anchor for your soul in that. I have an anchor for my soul in the Spirit. In the Spirit. In the Spirit. When this thing wants to run away, I go to the Spirit. No, God said it. I have a reminder. When the enemy comes in like a flood, God raises a standard. He raises a standard like a flood. He comes down on it. My God is a tsunami. He comes with these little, yes, I'm spitting so much today. Just a nice anointed spit here everywhere. I'm just at such a place this morning where I believe God made us a promise about 2020. God says, you're going to be an iris to the world. You're going to walk in the abundance and overflow. He said, you'll be Joseph to the nations. That's you included. Come on. Every promise is yes and amen. In the spirit, we draw a line today and we say, it's enough. God is my father. He isn't just a little airy, fairy, little Casper, the friendly ghost. It's not just a nice story that's here. I believe everything that's here, even the maps. I believe all of it. Do you believe all of it? Sure, no, but you don't know my story. Yes, I don't know your circumstances, but I know Jesus. I know him. 
and know the Father. And the Father loves you. Every promise is yes and amen. But this cannot be our little first aid kit anymore. When, when we really need it, we quickly define something and try and get it. But when it's good, this is one sign. It's like the story of the pastor with the, who went and visited these people and um, the lady took out her best cutlery, best spoons. And uh, when the pastor left, she was looking for one spoon. She couldn't find a teaspoon. She went to her husband and said, the pastor stole the teaspoon. He said, it's impossible. She said, I cannot find the teaspoon. So for weeks she goes to the church, very upset with the pastor. Eventually, after about a month or two, she goes to the pastor and says, Pastor, I am really upset with you. You stole my teaspoon. He said, never. I put it inside your Bible. <laughs> that plane crash landed so bad. <laughs> It cannot be our go-to when it is from a place of a, a, a little first aid kit. It's my life. I will live by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. So when the enemy comes in, i got so much word in my life. I'm like, shut up. You'll huff and you puff, but you will never blow this house down. I've built it on the word. I've built it in the spirit. I know that I know that I know that I know. That doesn't mean that everything is going to go your way. We don't serve a genie. I'm ending with this, but you've got to get this. So many times I find that all that Christians want is a genie. We want to rub, 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 and boom, three wishes. Boom, 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 it's done. Woo, man, God is good. No, He ain't a genie. He's God. He's in the storm with you and He'll grow you through the storm and He'll get you through there and you'll be three years without a job. But there is a day when it ends. When it turns around. You've got to operate in the Spirit, not from the natural. I walk by faith and not by sight. Doesn't matter. God's good. God's good. God's good. All the time, Les. All the time. Camera five. <laughs> Love you, Liz. <laughs> Can you feel in the presence? So right now, you're facing a giant. You're facing some major stuff in your life. I want you to stand up. You're facing something that you really need today for God to show up this week for things. And you're facing some stuff in your life. Please stand. Come on. Whoo. Today, the giant falls. Today, that giant falls in your life. It falls as an influence. See, faith isn't something that gets you for the giant to fall. Faith, oh, you know what faith does? Faith takes away the influence that giant has over you. So let us think in. It takes away the influence. It just says, you have no influence on me anymore. You can shout. You can scream. You can do whatever you like. You do not move me. You do not move me. You do not get me to think about my. I have an anchor for my soul in the Spirit. And it is fixed. God promised by Himself. He made an oath. That I am blessed. That I am His. That I will have victory. That I will have breakthrough. That He will be there for me. That every single thing He promised is yes and amen. It's yes and amen. It's yes and amen. This morning I want you. The Bible says we two or three agree on anything. That's why church is so powerful. Yes, you are the church. But the church does not walk alone. It walks together. He says, building blocks built together. A body built together. Jesus had disciples around him. He had people. And even he asked three of them to go pray with him. There's agreement when we come together. 
This is powerful Sundays. It's not just for when you have a bad day. It's also when you have a good day to stand with those who have had a bad day. And we can come together as family. So I'd like you to take hands today. If you, if you can't get across the aisle, just form little groups. But take each other's hand today. Take somebody's hand. Go stand with them. The Bible says we agree on anything together. It will be more not on a genie in a bottle type of thing, but today we tell giants you are falling. Today we tell mountains you are moving. By faith, we walk by faith. We walk by faith. We walk by faith. Sorry if I get a little excited, but I'm enough of that giant speaking. I say, shut up. You will not speak in my life anymore. You will have no more influence over me. In the spirit, we draw a line today. And we say, it's enough. We declare, we declare today that there's a shift in the spirit. We declare today our giants are falling. Lord, we believe that by the rock that hit the Goliath in the, between the eyes. We have a rock. It's called Jesus Christ. We have a revelation that we are in the Spirit, that we are one with Him, that He is our Father, that He is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning of the end. He is. He is the I Am. Jericho, you will come down. You know, when that storm came against them, it was demonic. But Jesus said to it, be still. Today I come against every demonic storm that's in your life. Every person watching, demonic storms over your life. And I say, it's enough. You lost your job. You have an illness. You have a giant shouting at you. But he says, when the enemy comes in, like a flood. Come on, you got to see it today. Like a flood. God raises the standard against it. You are mine. You are mine. You are mine. You are mine. All Mary said to the angel was, let it be to me according to your word. It's your word, God. It's your word. You've been stolen from. You've been beaten down. You're tired and you're weary. But the fight is not over yet. Because on the third day, 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 resurrection! Death could not hold back. And the same spirit The same spirit lives in you. He lives in me.
in your body, out of place, out of sync, I believe today, for healing right now, whether it was hormonal, whether it was certain organs, certain things, right now, we declare the healing of God, your brain will normalize, your blood pressure will normalize, your lungs will come back into place, uh, sort it out, everything will all be all good, all good, all good. Your spine, your hips, your knees, your muscles. Just declare the healing of God right now. Healed. 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 All fear, something like this, that underlying fear, that anxiety. I just believe in the spirit today. God's raising it. God's lifting it. It's just being washed in the presence of God. This week, you will see things change. This week, as Marlise was declaring that over her, we pray for her as a contact point. Everyone, your storm will cease to manifest in your life. Your storm will cease to manifest in your life. Every bit of it. Every bit of it. Those who are looking for jobs, we thank you. Those jobs will start to manifest. Those jobs will come to pass. Those who are praying for their children. You're praying for your children to get saved. You're praying for your children to be safe. You're praying for your children to follow God. You're praying for your children. As shared that testimony today, I just felt there's an anointing for that over children today. We call children in. We call over children's lives, their callings, their purposes, their destinies. We call it in today. We call it in today. We call every calling, every purpose over every child, over every child, ever every child saved, changed, called by God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every child, their purpose and their calling fixed. They cannot run away from that. There will be angels pulling them right back in the name of Jesus. Angels pulling them right back. They're going the wrong way, pulling them right back. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus name God is not done with the two of you this outstanding word upon your life upon your call the body of Christ needs you it's not it's not ended you're not in retirement you're not in that side of things where that that is still fixed it's still settled God is it's the season and the time for it 2020 will be the shift for it it will increase daily it will be more than enough more than enough provision more than enough opportunity God is restoring reinstating and bringing everything in line it's too much that's there that needs to come out it cannot stay hidden the wells are breaking open some people have clogged up those wells. God says, nobody will clog up my well. I will break it open. I will make sure it's there. Because people need a drink of it. They need a drink of it. Surround the back with the glasses on top of your head. Yeah, you. Is that your wife next to you? Yeah. Good. Just saw how God 
is bringing about a new season in your life. It's a new day. It's a new season. But you know, it's like for a long period in your life, you've been waiting to hear it, but nobody said it. It's like you're waiting for somebody. There's some of that stuff that even when I said, you're like waiting some of the people that have done you in, some of the things that have happened to you, that some of those people even will repent of what they did and things that have come. God says, that season is gone. There's a new season of life and growth in your life of what God has for you. I, I do, I, I get this every now and again as a sign of restoration where it's almost a sign of like being dressed in a new suit. God says, I've tailored the season for you. I've tailored the season for you. But you need to believe it's yours. You need to believe that that, that tailored is yours. You need to get dressed in it. And your dress is to believe. It's to believe that this is what God is. It's to believe that God is calling a new season. It's to believe that God brings restoration. And ma'am, next to you. You know that the potter and the clay is the story of, of where we're working on something and it, and it failed and he restored it. Now that story is not somebody else working and then gives it to the potter. It was the potter from the start. The potter's been involved from day one. The potter didn't bring destruction things like that but he was there all the time with you and I believe the potter is busy forming God is busy forming you into something that will carry something so deep and unique with him in you and it's it's there it's a fragrance it's a fragrance of oil it's a fragrance of what he's depositing in you that needs to come out of you there's a creativity there's a newness there's a thing that that is there that only you can bring but you've hidden yourself for too long You've, you've kept yourself away from it. You've, you've hidden every time it comes to, you feel incapable. You feel um, unqualified. You feel that, you, uh, why me? I, I don't know. And you keep on having these thoughts. Maybe it's been words spoken over you. That's things that you've said and you believe about yourself. God says it's time for you to believe something different about yourself. What he says and what he believes over your life. It's time for that. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you, bless you, bless you. 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 see God running around the Holy Spirit and cutting the ropes for you to fly. But as soon as the Holy Spirit cuts it, you, you mend it. You're trying, you're trying to hold to things when the Holy Spirit is cutting it off. And you think it's the devil or you think it's yourself or you think it's that. It's God. God wants to release you. God wants to bring through. The, God wants to bring things stuff out of you, but it's like the Holy Spirit is cutting the rope, and you go like, "Oh no, no, no! Wait, I'm not ready yet." And you're tying it, and, and he's cutting the rope, and you're tying it, and he's cutting the rope, and you're tying it. And the Holy Spirit, I'm seeing him running around, cutting faster, 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 so that you can't tie it up, and you feel like things are out of sync, and it's spinning around, and it gets. I don't know what's going on in your life. This is what I'm seeing. It feels like there's chaos, but it's godly chaos. It's godly chaos. It's the only way he's going to get you to where he's taking you. When you think it's not God, it's God. It's God, it's God, it's God. God is releasing you. God's releasing you, releasing you, releasing you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Free. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Can we do one last thing? Can we stretch out our hands towards this area right behind us, Morkel Cottage, and this area right behind us? They are killing people every single week there. Every single week, somebody's getting killed in that area. 
we're going to call forth that every gang leader will get saved and that a whole area will have peace. That a whole area will have peace. Lord, I thank you right now that we declare over that area peace in the name of Jesus. I call salvations to come in. I pray that every person in that area that is of a destructive nature will receive you, will get saved, will get chased. Every gang leader, every gang leader, every gang leader, every criminal there, we call salvation over them in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that we'll see, fear will cease to reign in that area. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. And everybody say, Amen. 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 We bless you. Hope to see you Wednesday. If you want to come, those who've been watching, thank you for listening today. Thank you for spending time with us. We bless you. We pray for you. If you have any prayer requests, send it to us. We'll pray for you. Bless you. Thank you for listening to this message. For more information about Kingdom Light Church and upcoming local and international events, please follow our Facebook page, Instagram account, or visit our website at www.kingdomlightchurch.co.za.